Are you ready for God's Word today? Come on, let's pray. Let's get started. Father, thank you for this great opportunity we have to study your Word today. We thank you, Father God, that your, our hearts have been open through our worship and our singing and our praising you, and we're now ready to receive the incorruptible seed of your word. We believe, Father God, that this seed will come alive in us today. The seed will change us and transform us today. Lord, have we been saying every Sunday through this series, make today a giant counseling session. Help us, Father God, to have our answers to our deepest questions and give us perspective and give us counsel and help us to see what you see and give us a different perspective today. We believe that'll happen as we minister your word today. We'll be so careful, as always, to give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. Welcome to our final part, part four, in our four-part series, I'm Not Satisfied, Living Life God Intended. You know, we said over and over again, and it's true, God is looking for some dreamers in 2018. How many dreamers do we have in the house? Well, I pray that number just continues to increase and continues to grow because I believe it is God's heart. As we announced on Vision Sunday, we invited you because God's mandate for us this year is to come dream with us. Amen. Come dream with a bunch of dreamers. Come dream with some people that want to make a difference in the world, that want to blow off some old dreams that have some dust on that you put on the shelf and maybe it's time for you to just to dream again because you stopped and in other situations it's time to dream a bigger dream. God's looking for some people that'll get beyond themselves, right, and begin to dream, begin to pray, begin to believe for something bigger than yourself. Amen. That's God's plan. That's God's purpose. And in part one, we talked about how dreams are the language of God. Yeah, God speaks in dreams. God paints pictures on the canvas of our heart and the canvas of our imagination. In part two, we talked about how do I know if I'm dreaming God's dream? I want to dream God's dream. How do I know that? Is there a way? Well, there is. Last week, we talked about the force of patience. You cannot be a successful dreamer unless you are patient. Unless you know not how to put up with stuff, but how to act until the dream comes to pass. Amen? So I would encourage you to get online at intlfamilychurch.com. Get on the media section. Go to the archives there, and you'll see all the messages of this series and other series before this, and they'll be a great blessing to you today. Today, I want to talk to you about taking the limits off your dreams. Taking the limits off your dreams. Here's a great verse of scripture in Ephesians 3. That's one of those big verses uh, that we can start with today. It says this in the message paraphrase, God can do anything, you know. How many believe that today? God can do anything, you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. Anybody in the house have some wild dreams? I hope you do. If you don't, I pray you get some wild dreams. It's important that we dream big, and it's important that we take the limits off our dream because God is into dreaming wild. God is into bold dreams. God is in the dreams that are not confined but are unlimited. And here's our key statement that I'll be emphasizing throughout today. Here's our statement. As a dreamer, 
Your only form of measurement should be God's infinite ability and capacity, not your limited understanding and resources. That's a powerful statement. And I'd write that down, take a picture of it, because that is what we're going to be emphasizing today. That's a powerful statement. See, wherever you find yourself in your dream journey, because everybody's in a different place in your dream journey. You might be just starting out. You might be a veteran dreamer. You might be coming to, to the end of a manifestation of a dream or wherever you are in that dream journey today. It's very important that you understand that you don't put limits on what God can do. He is infinite. And so are the possibilities of the dreams that he gives. But the trouble is, every one of us as human beings have a strong tendency to put limits on him, especially when it comes to our dreams for our lives. We think we are the final authority, and we know what's best, because after all, Pastor, I know my reality. <laughs> and we look at our reality and measure it against what God says, and we think, tilt. How could that be? How could that ever come to pass? Your mindset should be, believe that you can because he can. Believe that you can because he can. That's so simple, but man, it's so profound. You can depend on him. We need to be careful when it comes to dreaming that we don't stand against God because you can't figure out how he's going to make it come to pass. God himself doesn't want you measuring yourself or your circumstances against your idea of reality. So, so how do I do that, Pastor? It seems such an ominous task. It seems like, oh my goodness, if, if you knew about my life and knew about my restrictions and knew about my past and knew about these things, how in the world do I take the limits off my dreams? Well, I'm glad you asked because God put exactly how he thinks about measuring in the Bible. Really? Yes, he has. It's an Old Testament a story found in Zechariah 2 that gives us some wonderful perspective today. It says this, Then I looked up, and there before me was a man with a measuring line in his hand. I asked, Where are you going? He answered me, To measure Jerusalem, to find out how wide and how long it is. While the angel who was speaking to me was leaving, another angel came to meet him. Now, please get this picture in your mind. You can read the rest of the context there today um, at, at your leisure. But get this picture in your mind. A young man was going to Jerusalem with his measuring line to measure what God was doing in Jerusalem. It so disturbed God that he immediately sent an angel from heaven to stop him on the spot. You think, wow, really? Why would that so disturb God that he would send an angel on the spot to stop that young man? Well, see, the angel said to the young man, son, what are you doing? And the young man said, well, I'm, I'm going to measure the, wet, the, the width and the breadth and the depth of, of Jerusalem um, and, and see what God is doing on the earth. And the angel said, put your measuring line away, son, because anything that God is involved in is unmeasurable is unmeasurable. God didn't want anybody putting limits on what he could or would do. God knew that as soon as people started measuring the city, they would define the boundaries and they would limit God. Wow. 
In setting these boundaries, they would box God in, and they would set the limitation. And that measurement would be the statement of what they felt God was capable of. Man, that's so good. In the context about dreaming God's dream and following God's plan for your life, man, this applies to us perfectly. The application is so real and so right into our lives today, so right into our mindset today because we so limit God. We do. Oftentimes, we don't want to. We really want to think differently, but our past and our experience and our trust level is just not quite there yet. And, and instead of believing what we can accomplish in God, even though we know it's impossible, we put limits on everything. And in theory, we may believe God can do the impossible, but in practice, we draw boundaries. We really do. God's saying, I'm going to use you. And you say, well, I don't know. I don't know about my past. You don't understand. I, I've got history. You don't get it. I've got skeletons in my closet. You don't understand. My dad left when I was young. You don't understand. I've got some handicaps. I'm not quite what you think I might be, right? And we measure ourselves right out of the will of God. We measure ourselves, and we measure ourselves based on how I think and how I feel and based on my past and based on what I'm going through. And really, in reality, there's a great example of how our response should be found in the Bible. And Mary, Mary herself, a young girl, a young teenager, was visited by an angel and said that you are going to have a child. That child's going to be the son of God. And she thought, even though she was a virgin, she thought, what? How can this thing be? And while she was startled, indeed, as any one of us would be, while she initially um, uh questioned what God said, she never ever uh, did not believe the word that was given to her. She didn't object to the word. It says here in Luke chapter one, she did what any one of us would do, but how can this be? Don't we do that all the time? How can this be? How can I really get that kind of job or have that kind of promotion or live in that kind of house or drive that kind of car or, or marry somebody like that or truly God use me in that way or establish that business and so forth. And all of us question. There's nothing wrong with questioning. We're human, but like Mary, we can't stay there. She was startled, but how can this happen? Then she said, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word, and the angel left. Wow. See, no ifs, no ands, about, buts about it. She didn't put limits on her unlimited God. Amen. See, we fortunately, unfortunately do the same thing because in, in, in Jesus' day, the Pharisees were known as the professional measurers of the day. They loved going around judging people based on their past or based on what was obvious. And they enjoyed making these judgments. And unfortunately, we do the same thing today. The Lord says to you in a time of prayer as a parent, I, I want to use your son and daughter. There's something special about them that I want to take them beyond what your family has ever experienced. And what do we do as parents? Oftentimes, if we're not careful, we say, but, but God, are you sure they're not very good in school? God, they don't have much interest in you. God, you don't understand, you see how rebellious they are right now? 
God, they're so disrespectful. God, they're just so angry. They're angry about everything. And, and, and again, as parents, we look at the obvious, don't we? We look at right underneath our nose, what we see on a daily basis. And God says one thing, and we measure not what's God infinite ability. We measure the obvious. We measure what we see. We're constantly measuring a son or a daughter. And if we're not careful, we're convincing ourselves right out of the fact that God supernaturally wants to answer your prayer. You're the one praying for God to bless your kids. You're the one praying for a new generation of serving God. You're the one praying to break the bonds of past generational issues. And here God wants to use them. And here you are measuring based on what you see and what they're doing and their behavior versus what God said about your life, their lives. Man, we do it all the time. We really do. We're guilty of it over and over again, and that Pharisee attitude is hanging around the church. It never fails them, and, and, and they like pulling out their religious tape, and religion does it all the time, and small-minded people do it all the time, and they walk around measuring people. Hmm. Wow, let's see. I mean, you look real good, but I understand you've had a life of drugs. I, I understand that, you know, you've been divorced. I understand that you're not too proud of your past. I understand you've made some big mistakes and got some really big skeletons in your closet. Do you really think God's going to use you? And we measure ourselves. Again, we measure people. We measure our children. We measure ourselves. We are constantly using the measuring uh, tape. And while it might not be inches, it's all these words. It's all these images. It's all these thoughts. It's all the obvious. It's all these lies that the devil puts inside of our minds. And I, I know you, you've done that kind of thing. I've done it myself. And, and there's a great example found in the Bible because even sometimes we write ourselves off and we think it's humility, just like Gideon did in the book of Judges, right? Judges chapter 6, Gideon was hiding from the enemy. He was in a threshing floor that's kind of down under, kind of hiding from the enemy. He's hungry. Man, the guy wants to eat the heavy taxes that the enemy have put on people. And any time that they made flour, or any time they were on the threshing floor, there was all these taxes. And so he's hiding. And in that context, the Spirit of the Lord came. The angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon and said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. So God is trying to say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blow you out of this place. And I'm going to show you how amazing you are. And gave him this big word, Right? Gave him this big word. And what does Gideon do? Instantly, what does Gideon say? Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied. But how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest and in Manasseh. And I'm, I'm the least in my family. And don't you know, I'm just a nobody. And nobody likes me. I don't have any friends. And I'm just hungry. And I'm a nobody. Right? And he immediately Wrote it all off. Now think about this. Do you think God is, could, didn't, didn't even care about what kind of family Gideon was from? No. Would God send a heavenly emissary in the form of an angel to show up and tell you you're a mighty man of valor? And the, oops, I forgot your family's the least. And oops, I forgot that you think you're the least. No, there was, 
Who cares? God, he cares, but he's not limiting you based on your family tree. He's not limiting you. He doesn't, he doesn't consider. Oh, he knows it's real. He knows there are issues, but God's word to you and God's word to me is not based on our family history. It's not based on whether dad was a good man or a bad man, or mom was there or she wasn't there, or, or, or there's a history of violence or a history of poverty or a history of, of immorality or whatever it is. God is not basing the dream he gives you based on your family. Absolutely not. And we got to believe that. We got to believe that that's true. Amen. So that's not relevant at all. What should have been done, what he should have said is, hey, well then, if that's true, then show me what to do and I'll do it. Instead of doubting it, instead of measuring himself out of the plan of God, and we know eventually he got his act back together again and God mightily used him. But, but remember, remember as a dreamer, your only form of measurement should be God's infinite ability and capacity. I mean, I don't have a tape long enough to measure His infinite ability and capacity, right? Amen. That's our measurement, God's infinite ability and capacity, not our little weenie understanding of our ability and our resources. And here's, here's how we're going through life, and here's how God says about us and what's available to us because of who He is in our lives, right? See, we got to understand, we got to change the way we think and change the way we measure, change the way we view God, and change the filters of our lives because God's call will supersede everything else in our life. He is unmeasurable, and so is everything that He does. I mean, perhaps you've recently gone back and looked at all your bills and examined all your debt. Maybe you did it yesterday. Maybe you've done it recently, and we overwhelmed by the fact that we have so much debt. And then we look at our checkbook, and then we look at all the debt that we have, right? And the checkbook says one thing, and, and, and the debt is this overwhelming, praise God. It's so true, but yet we have to understand that God is this unlimited God who wants to prosper His people, especially those that tithe and give and are generous and those that willingly stand on God's Word. Man, God wants to change the way we measure. He wants to take the limits off your dream. God is a maximum, has a maximum mentality. While we have this weenie mentality, God's a God of increase. He's a God of abundance, praise God. And He will only uh, give us what we trust Him with. He wants to give us so much more. And we've limited God. We've said, oh, God, don't you know? Can't you see where I live? Can't you see this beat-up thing that I drive? Can't you see the, 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 the rebellion and the, and the pain and the hurt and the anger in my marriage and my family with my kids? And we think that there can be nothing that change or improve when God is trying to get into us this year as we dream together. Hey, there's so much more. Come on, college student. There's so much more. Come on, young adult. There's so much more. Come on, husband. Come on, wife. Come on, man. Come on, woman. Come on. There's so much more for you. So much more that I have in store for you. Do you think God is going to ask us to come dream his dream and not give us all the resources we need? Do you think God's going to put a big dream in your heart and then, then tease you with it for the rest of your life? Oh, no, no, no. That's not how he works. We might not know the how, but that's not up to you. That's up to him. Don't measure yourself out of your miracle. Yeah. 
Don't measure yourself out of your miracle. Don't let yourself get influenced by the people around you. And, you know, God might be strong enough, and He is. He can do anything, but will He do it for you? Will He do it for you? I don't think so. I mean, He's never done something like that in our family. He's never taken us to a certain level of money or education or, or, or influence. That's not who we are. That's not our family. Why do why you think God's going to do that for you for? He doesn't do that anymore. He doesn't heal anymore. He doesn't come through like that anymore. He doesn't provide supernaturally. He used to call people, but, but the man, that's, just, that's not the God we serve today. Get a, get, a, get a reality check and realize it's a very hard day. And while it's true, we're living in perilous times. It's the last of the last days, but that's not the kind of God we serve. It's not the kind of God we serve. It's not the kind of God I represent as your pastor. It's not the kind of God IFC represents. Amen. We know. Amen. And we know because we've experienced miracles time and time again. The children of Israel, over and over again, they saw the hand of God. Right? Over and over again, they saw God come through. Over and over again, where there was no food and there was no provision and the, the, the nearest stop and shop or market basket was 500 miles away around the corner of the, of the, of the mountain, over the river and down in the valley, right? There, there was no food around. If God had to, I guess He could make it come out of the sky. Guess what? He did. I guess if, if, if He could make water come out of a rock, He would. And guess what? He did it. God took care of them. There was, no, there was no stores around, but guess what? Their sandals didn't wear out. Their clothes didn't wear out. Amen. Why? God took care of them. It's the kind of God we serve. Amen. So much so that he said in Psalm 78, 19, God, they said, God can't give us food in the wilderness. But he did. But he did. Amen. And God makes, God makes a table, a banquet table in the presence of your enemies. It's like God says, you know what? Flips his nose and, and sticks his tongue out of the enemy right there in the middle of all your drama. There's a banquet table of provision. There's a banquet table of God's best. There's a banquet table of creative ideas and understanding and favor, amen, and breakthrough in your life. Amen. He is bigger than famine. He is bigger than thirst. And he's still in the miracle working business today. Amen. They try to do it to Jesus. Jesus goes back to his own hometown of Nazareth and, and, and has immediate limitation. The gospel tells us that when Jesus came to his own hometown, they, they sure took out their measuring stick, didn't they? Oh, yeah. Matthew 13, 55 says, 54, and he returned to Nazareth, his hometown, when he taught there in the synagogue, everyone was amazed and said, where did he get this wisdom and power to do miracles? Then they scoffed. He's just the carpenter's son. And we know Mary, his mother, and his brothers, and James, and Joseph, and Simon, and Judas, all his sisters live right here. They're on our block among us. Where did he learn all these things? And they were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. And then Jesus told them, a prophet is honored everywhere except in his own hometown and among his own family. He, and so he did only a few miracles there because of their unbelief. Man, they got their measuring tape out, didn't they? They said, hey, 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 isn't that the same kid that grew up in our neighborhood? Hey, 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 isn't that Mary? That's the woman that had Jesus. 
out of wedlock. She's not even married. Isn't Jesus, he, did you hear, you see who he's hanging out with? He hangs out with sinners and drunks. Ah, I think, how could God use a man like that? He just needs to keep being the carpenter. Because maybe they sat in their, in their kitchen. Their table and chair were made by Jesus. Right? Maybe that, that chair on the deck by the pool, Jesus made. Right? So all this familiarity, measuring themselves right out of the miracles. Listen, right out of the miracles they desperately needed. How many times have we measured ourselves out of the miracles we desperately needed? We're believing for breakthrough, but God wants to give us a miracle, but yet we can't believe it. And we measure ourselves right out of our miracle. They needed these miracles. Jesus right there was starting his ministry right there, wanted to do a great work in their lives, but they measured themselves right out of God's plan for their life. What did Jesus do? He moved on. That's what you need to do. When you're hanging out with people that won't let you believe or keep reminding you of your past or keep telling you how no good you are, keep telling you you're just like your loser dad or you're just going to leave like your mom did or you're just going to blow it like every other person has and you're not going to be able to be faithful because nobody in our family has been able to be faithful, right? And you can measure yourself right out of your miracle, but Jesus moved on and wherever he went from that point on, he healed them all. Why? Because they took the limitations off. They trusted him. They believed him. So in Nazareth, their low level of faith because they couldn't understand how God could use one of their own homeboys. They couldn't believe how somebody could use, God could use one of their own. Couldn't see it. They couldn't believe it. In fact, they got offended by it, right? We know you. We hung out with you on Friday nights. We, we got high together. You know, we got in trouble together. We, we messed up together. We got arrested together. We, we partied together. How could now God use you, right? And we convince ourselves right out of the very thing that we so desperately need. God is the one who decides how successful we will be. Because no matter who plants and sows and tills the soil, it is God who gives the increase. Right? Your family's not giving you the increase. It's God who gives the increase. I'm in charge of my seeds being sown. I don't leave it in the packet. I don't let it hang out on the cement. I put it in the good soil of my heart. I water it. I nourish it. Right? I'm in charge of the soil and keeping it a toil, uh, so forth, and keeping it enriched. And, but it's God who makes it grow. I can't make it grow. But that's God's job. My job is to believe. My job is to trust. My God is to do my, my job is, my part is to do my part so God can do his part. That's how it works. That's what happens to the life of a dreamer, praise God. Let your dream live. Stop choking the life out of your dreams. From this day forward, man, put your measuring tape away. Amen. If you're going to bring it out, it's only to measure how big God is. 
is not going to be any longer measuring how limited you are, how small you are, the lack of money you have, the lack of creativity, the lack of ability, the lack of clients, the lack of that breakthrough for that business idea that you have, and you're believing God that God put that thing in your heart. We might not be able to do that, but we're not going to let this measuring um, tape stop us because we're not measuring any longer based on myself or my circumstance or my past or my present condition because that's not God's plan. Amen. That's not God's plan. Let's take the limits off of it. Let, let's let God take us by the hand and walk us to our destiny. Come on, one step at a time. One planet at a time. One part of the time. That's how God does it. Every day measure God's ability, not yours. Now you'll be tempted to go back to the old measuring thing and say, I don't know, right? I don't know about me. I don't know about them. I don't know about this church. I don't know about that pastor. And, and we can measure ourselves right out of the will of God. Every day remind yourself what Luke 31, 37 says, says that, that, that for with God, nothing is ever impossible. Nothing, say it with me, is what? Ever impossible. Wow. Do you have a dream to get out of debt? Do you have a dream to grow in God and thrive in God? Do you have a dream to, to have a strong, healthy marriage? Do you have a dream to, to uh, you know, grow that business? Do you have a dream to prosper, a dream to uh, grow in God, a dream to make new friends, a dream to have a, a, a new group of people that you can grow with and no longer be alone? Well, if that's your dream, then today is the perfect day on, on, on Life Group Launch Sunday. To begin to what? To find that group of new friends, that next life group that you can do life with. If truly you're a dreamer, then do something you've not done before. Step out and realize there's a group of people waiting to become friends with you and you need them and they need you. And you can discover this by getting out of your comfort zone. Well, I, you know, I don't like small groups and I like to get lost in the bigger group. And, and wham, 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 wham. We measure ourselves right out of the will of God. I, I can't do that, man. It's just embarrassing to be face to face with people and, and be open and, and be willing. And we just measure ourselves right out of the next friend, right out of the next relationship, right out of the next opportunity for connection that God brings to us in our lives. Amen. In closing, let me remind you of the three verses I'm standing on for my family and for the IFC family. These are big verses. These are verses for dreamers. These are verses for people that are not satisfied. So if you're satisfied and you're not a dreamer, maybe you won't want to listen right now. But if you're desiring any little bit more of what you have right now, and you realize that there's a dissatisfaction on the inside, knowing it's not a greedy thing, it's an innate God birth thing inside of you that says, there's got to be more. There has to be. The God I know and the God I'm getting to know, there's got to be so much more. And God wants to put a fire and a passion in your belly that'll burn so bright that it will not let you settle for anything less but God's highest and best. And my first key verse in 2018, all of these we've read before, but here in, in uh, Ephesians 3.20 in the Amplified Version, this is a big verse. Now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly far over and above all that, and I 
make it personal, all that I dare to ask or think, if it beyond my highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, and dreams, I mean, that's big, according to His power, His measurement, that's at work within us. That's a big verse. That's worthy of you declaring. How about the second key verse in 1 Corinthians 2.9? No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. Big verse. Dreamer verse. Right? Take off the limitation verse. Amen. And, and when I was quietly just reading that verse and thinking on that verse, this declaration rose up in my heart and I shared it with the staff. I want to share it with you. And here it is, and I would, I would love for you to declare this on a daily basis with us. I declare, say it with me, I declare that my eyes see the invisible, my ears hear the inaudible, my mind imagines the incredible, and my heart is unlimited. Isn't that good? Man, that's so powerful. Every time I say it, and I find myself saying it throughout the day. I find myself saying, Father, again today, I dedicate these eyes to you. Again today, Father, I dedicate your plan to you. Some of you are taking pictures, so I'll stay here. Some of you are... Some of you... That's priceless. Um, all right, focus, Jonathan. I find myself on a daily basis saying, Father, thank you, these eyes see like they've never seen before. These ears hear, this mind imagines, this heart is enlarged and grows. Constantly dedicating this, these eyes, my ears, my mind, my heart to God. Amen. Because what He has prepared for you, amen, is so much bigger than what you're seeing and hearing and imagining right now. On Vision Sunday, when I had you lay your hands on your eyes, your ears, your mind, and your heart, I've already had several men, good men, come up to me and say, Pastor, I, 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 need, a, I need an appointment with you. I've, I've got to really share my heart. And, I, and they sat down and told their wives and wanted to tell me they've been addicted to pornography for years. Something happened in me when you said, and we dedicated our eyes and our ears and our mind to imagine God's dream. There's this, such distaste in me to let my mind stay the way it is. My pictures that I see, that I've viewed for so many years, I'm done. I want to dedicate these eyes and dedicate these ears and dedicate this mind and dedicate this heart to God's dream, God's plan. Isn't that awesome? Now, I know that took a lot of guts to tell their wives. It took a lot of guts to tell me. It took a lot of desire to say, you know, I need you to hold me accountable. What can we do to gang up on this? And what, what can I do to, to finally get free from this? And everyone that I've ever talked to, right around 11, 12, 13 years old, it seems like it goes all the way back, right? And it's not just men, it's women. And whatever it might be that is just you know, killing the dream and limiting the dream and whatever it might be, a past experience, a past abuse, a, a past rejection, whatever it is that, that when we close our eyes and get quiet, the devil bombards us in our minds about what a husband did or a wife did or a sibling did or a parent did or somebody close to us did or a pastor or whatever the case may be, a boss that, that so humiliated us and so shamed us and and we've been fighting shame and guilt 
ever since. It's time to get set free from that. Amen? It's time to begin to see on the inside the freedom that Jesus has so graciously provided for you because of his shed blood and broken body. You can be set free in your life today. And the last but not least, the third verse I'm standing on that I encourage you to adopt too, Psalm 6511, says, you crown the year, and I wrote in there 2018, with a bountiful harvest, even the hard pathways overflow with abundance. Man, that's a big dream. That's a big verse. That's a dreamer's verse. That's, a, that's verses that help us recognize that God wants to take us places that we've never dreamed before. Let me tell you something. If you're going to attend this church for the rest of this year, you're going to be stretched. For the rest of this year, you're going to hear about the bigness of God. For the rest of this year, we're going to say and deal with issues and situations that will help us live unlimited. Amen. God. Amen. You thought we saw a lot of people born again last year. You, you thought we saw growth last year. You, saw, you thought that God did great things this year and last year. Wait, wait, you've seen nothing yet of what God wants to do through us, church. What God wants to do through you. Through you stepping up and serving, through you stepping up and using your gift, through you and your neighborhood and your family and your marriage with your children. Amen. Please don't let these words go in one ear and out the other. Please let something happen in the middle there when they get stuck. Amen. Something happens where they settle in your heart and your mind and your mentality and you recognize that we serve a God that is unlimited and as a dreamer, your only form of measurement should be God's infinite ability and capacity, not your limited understanding and resources. Amen. Come on, give God praise this morning. Amen. Do me a favor and get rid of your measuring tape. Put it on eBay. Somebody will buy it. Right? Put it on Craigslist. If you're going to measure, you're only going to measure God's ability. No longer are you going to consider your own. Now, I'm not suggesting you do anything foolish and before it's time, but as God directs you to step out in faith and to believe God, put your faith in an unlimited God. Put your faith in a God who gives you a dream and, and supplies all the necessary resources that you ever need. I used to say years ago, I'm not very creative. I stopped saying that. Because it's not true. I quit saying certain things about people and about my abilities and about my understanding and, and so forth. And you need to stop saying those things that limit you. I could never be a businesswoman or a businessman. I, 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 don't, I don't have that or this or that. And I guess I'll always work for minimum wage. Or I guess I'll always have to have somebody over me to tell me what to do. And I guess I'll always be limited in what I can do. And, you know, I'm, I'm not very this or I'm not very that. Enough! Will you Stop! And I pray that when you do, something comes over you that, man, I don't know, gives you a stomachache or something that says, that's not a good idea. We're not going there any longer. Something that stops you, something that checks you, an alarm that goes off and says, will you stop doing that? And will you begin to trust me? Because I'm a mighty heavenly father. I can do it. I'll prove it to you. I have already. Keep trusting me. And don't you dare ever settle and be satisfied another day of your life.
Amen. Come on, let's stand to our feet this morning. Come on, let's magnify Him and praise Him today. Come on, lift up your voice. Come on, thank Him for His goodness today. Oh, God, you're so awesome. Come on, put those hands together today and bless the name of Jesus today. Oh, come on, you can do better than that. Yeah. Woo! Mighty God, we bless you today. Oh, we thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord, with our hands raised today. Oh, Father, forgive us for being so limited. Forgive me for thinking so limited. Forgive me for putting limitations on my husband and on my wife and on my children and on myself and on my circumstances and on you or what I think you can do. Oh, I'm so sorry, Father. I've limited an infinite God. I've limited your resources and I've limited your ability to bless me. My religious upbringing, my poverty mentality, my broken heart, my overwhelmed mind has limited you. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I repent. Forgive me for limiting you today. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, for helping me to renew my mind, to think more like God thinks to understand who lives in me, to understand His plan for my life, His plan for my marriage and my family, His plan for my future. And Father, we remove the limitations. And we'll remind ourselves over and over again that this is our year to dream and our year to see our dreams come true for Your honor and for Your glory. Set a fire in our hearts. Set a fire deep in my soul. Set an image, set a picture, set a dream deep inside of my heart. And I'll let that guide me and lead me. I'll see through the lens of my fire. I'll see through the filter of your dream for my life. And I'll change, Father God, because only you can do what only you can do. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain. Thank you, Father. Come on, sing it, church. Make it your prayer today. Yes.
encourage you to, to do something you haven't done before. You know, wherever you are in your walk with God, if your walk with God is, you know, you, you're just not comfortable to raise your hands yet, go half-mast, right? You've been here so long, man, do what Pastor Josh does and reach the ceiling, man. Touch the ceiling with your fingers, right? If you're a person that doesn't like to sing, maybe it's time to just begin to sing the songs a little bit. Do something you've never done before. What's next for you? What's the next step for you? Well, I've never gotten involved. Well, go to step one next week. Next week, start step one all over again. Amen. Go this week and finish out and become a dream teamer. Amen. What is it? What is it? I've never gone to a life group. Well, try it. Try it. This Thursday, dream party. Amen. Is this Thursday with Jason, Diane, Talene upstairs. Right? That's what? Strategies on your dream, giving you strategies. I mean, step out. Come to the life group this Thursday. Amen. Something is upstairs in, 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 in the cafe that has got your name on it for a small group. I'm telling you, what's the next step? Don't just say you want something and then don't do anything. Seriously, right? Don't, don't shout me down and you go home and do nothing. Right? Don't shout me down. And, and, you, and you walk around with your thumb in your mouth like, like you don't know what's going We're trying to give you everything you need. We're not going to force you. We can't make you do anything. I'm telling you, if you want more, more is available. But it's up to you. You say, Pastor, I need Jesus this morning. Pastor Josh is going to come and close the service in just a moment. I need Jesus today. I don't know him as my Lord and Savior. My sins are not forgiven. Heaven's not my home. I'm not right with God. And you've never opened up your heart to Jesus. You've never raised your hand and said, Pastor, I need Jesus today. I want him. I need to know that I'm right with God. I want my sins forgiven. I want a new beginning. I want a brand new start. If that's you, I want to pray for you. I'm not going to embarrass you or ask you to come forward. I just want you to acknowledge your own need for God by your upraised hand. If that's you, say, Pastor, that's me. Raise your hand nice and high today. Pastor, I need Jesus today. Anybody at all like that today? We had a bunch of folks in the first service. Thank you, thank you, thank you. God bless you. Who else? Raise it up high today. Yes, I see it back there. God bless you, ma'am. Who else? Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. Good for you. That's awesome. Who else? I'm ready. I need to do this God's way. I'm done trying to make my own way. I need Jesus today. I'm ready to serve him. If you're joining us online today, thank you, sir. God bless you. I see it. You can put your hand down. Yeah, thank you. God bless you, sir. Amen. If you're joining us online, please, we want to pray for you. We want you to open up your heart to Jesus because this is, this is your time. This is your opportunity. 
to say, I'm, I'm done with the old. It's time for the new. And I, I can serve a God that's unlimited and loves me and wants his best for me. In Jesus' name. Anybody else today before I pray? We're going to pray for you in a moment. But you'll say, Pastor, you know, I've really been that person that's limited God. My words, my thoughts, my past has so limited me. I'm done. I'm throwing out the measuring tape, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to serve an unlimited God and do it His way. If that's you saying, I'm done, do unlimited, raise your hand towards heaven today. Good for you. I mean, all across this place, people are just saying, yeah, I'm done with that. And I know there's more people that could raise their hands if, if you really wanted to, but that's okay. God knows what's in your heart today. Come on, let's pray together. Let's believe God together. Say it with me. Father, in Jesus' name, here's my heart. I need you, Jesus. I need to know you. I'm going to serve you. I denounce my past. I ask you to forgive me because I need you in my life. I confess you as my Lord, as my Savior, and I'm going to serve you all the days of my life. Thank you for changing me on the inside out. I will no longer measure your will based on my ability. I will only measure your will based on your infinite ability from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.